0: Welcome to another edition of WTBR Sports Talk. Robbie Zucker, yours truly, and my partner in crime over there, the amazing Sean Cronin. Actually looking pretty good this morning. What's going on, brother? What a crazy weekend, I'll tell you.
1: What a crazy weekend for sure. Unbelievable. So, Mac Jones continues to look yeah, good. Yeah, I know, I
0: know. My mom's up,
1: and up here, it's like, what a change of temperature
0: between, uh, you know, it's 95 in Florida and uh, 45 here in the Berkshires, but she's happy to be up here, so I'm happy to have her up here. So, anyway, yeah, crazy weekend, a uh, lot of baseball action going on, not too much, but uh, obviously Erod, we'll talk about that, and uh, the NFL, obviously, and uh, the did the Celtics win last night? Because it was late, so. they won in overtime. Okay, so the yep. Celtics are Celtics are 500, right? And the Knicks are the Knicks won last night. So, but the Knicks have been struggling, Celtics have been struggling. Then last night was the NHL. Uh, um, uh, inductions into the Hall of Fame—a really nice, uh, really nice uh, program. I watched last night. So you know me; I'm a big hockey nut.
1: So the Celtics love to, uh, you know, get double-digit leads and then blow them in the fourth quarter and lose games. Like they—they they had a 19-point lead the other night and they blew it. It's unbelievable. So. It's just and uh, Jason Tatum continues to to crumble like a like a like a graham cracker in the fourth <laughs> quarter. It just crumbles, falls apart. It's uh, they they're right smack dab where you don't want to be in the NBA. Mediocrity.
0: Yeah, I mean, it seems like the East—well, the, also, the East has gotten a hell of a lot better, but— uh,
1: I mean, even Cleveland's good. Cleveland's winning games. You know, yeah. So the Celtics are— Cleveland's they're, they're not good. Going anywhere. Cleveland's Cleveland is good.
0: They got the kid from USC, USC who nobody thought should be drafted 30 he He's been great. Uh, they got Jared Allen who's in the middle. And they got Rudy, I'm not, I was going to say Rudy Gobert, no, uh, who's the guy? Um, the, Ricky, 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 Rubio, Rubio, right? yeah, Ricky Rubio, yeah, Yeah. so so they have a pretty good team, better than I thought they were going to be this year, but uh, anyway, so last week, or just last week, this the other night was uh, my buddy Steve Summers retired from WFAN after 34 years of being on the air, and I started talking to him in 1987 with the inception of the station, so, um, you know, Steve, if you're listening out there, which you're probably not... <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it was a long, strange trip for me as a 22 year old kid and now, you know, in my 50s. And uh, so he finally retired. He had Jerry Seinfeld on yesterday. And I knew, you know, Ralphie tried to call him. Ralphie's telling me he tried to call him. And uh, even at 2 o'clock, he gets on. And I knew that I wasn't going to have time for calls because he says, well, you know, we're going to have talks in the callers now. That's the best thing. And all, the whole hour was nothing but interviews with, you know, with celebrities and people that had been at the station. So, you know, th- they call him the schmoozer. So he was schmoozing along. But, uh, so
1: yesterday, do you think he'll pull a Mike Francesa and unretire and, and, and then retire again six I, months later? I
0: think he'll be back on podcast. I think he'll be back as, as a guest. It's in your blood, man. This is why we do this. You know what? Like it says, WTBR for the love of radio. I mean, that's why we do this stuff. Because we love doing it, man. Right? We love talking about the sports. We love talking about the passion. We love talking about, you know, all the crazy negative stuff that goes on and the positive stuff that goes on. And, you know, there's a passion for it. I mean, here's a guy who loves to talk. He's been talking, you know, 34 years on the radio. Started off as a weatherman. Uh, not a weatherman, a sports guy in San Francisco with Pat Sajak as his weatherman on the broadcast. Pat Sajak, Yeah, he wow. and Pat Sajak worked together. He's, he's Steve said, he's going he to drive down with Pat Sajak, you know, and, I, how, how does
1: speaking of Pat Sajak, how does Vanna White still look like she in her she's in her thirties? It's, it's unbelievable. From dude. letter
0: turning. I mean that's yeah. such a you know positive exercise, you know, turning letters for a living. I mean, her and Big Bird, you know what I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Bird. Right? Why wasn't Vanna White ever on Sesame Street? She's a perfect person for it, right? Nice looking, kind, comes off like a really pretty, you know, a, you know, a woman that won't hurt anybody, and you know, it seems like just a lovely person, right? There you go. So, anyway, the Mike White experiment, as I called it, is over, I guess. Or is he coming back next week? I, I have no idea. The Jets, this is.
1: Flacco, Flacco. Yeah, they were right? chanting Flacco. You messaged me that. That was great. I mean, I, I just like.
0: Uh, what's yeah exactly? Who's coming back next? Are they bringing back Namath? But his Namath like seventy-five years old now.
1: No, he's still doing those uh, you know Medicare commercials. Call now, it's free. You know, right. he, but he still looks like he could sling it. He That's really next. does. He looks like
0: he could throw the football still. He had the greatest release I ever saw of any quarterback in my life. He really did. I mean, Broadway Mar- Joe. He and Marino, you know, and, and all the injuries he had though with his knees. By the time he got to San Francisco and Los Angeles, he was he was shot. But uh, when I was a kid, Broadway Joe was the man. But yesterday, Mike White. 251 yards, a quarterback rating of 33.4 with four interceptions. Two weeks before that, 37-45 for 405 yards, a 107.9 rating. Could it be that Buffalo's defense is just a little bit better?
1: You know, know, every team has a clunker, you know, throughout the year. And uh, Buffalo had a clunker against Jacksonville. I told you. That was the exception to the norm for them. I, I, I still think Buffalo's going to the Super Bowl. I think they're they're they my Super Bowl pick preseason. Right. I, well, I told you that they were gonna, you know, they were gonna knock the
0: Jets out, and knock their teeth out because of they lost to Jacksonville. I said they're gonna be on their game and, and the Jets. I mean, how bad are the Jets? This is the third week out of four that they've given up over forty five point, over forty five points, over forty points, which is just awful. I think they have the worst defense statistically now in the
1: National Football League. I wish the we National could. I wish Football the Patriots League. could play them every week
0: yeah <laughs> After they put up fifty four right
1: did you know that the the only uh I pulled away from the mic for three quarterbacks in the last four years have thrown four interceptions or more in the same game twice was Sam darnold the other time was Mike uh not Mike white it was Zach Wilson wow okay. all jets co- well, all jets, jets quarterbacks. quarterbacks yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it's just that's what does that tell you, well, like, you it's just um, just a terrible team I did not know that that's pretty wild
0: <laughs> so some of the scores so Tom
1: Brady threw multiple picks again.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, we're going to go to some of the scores. Like, yes, okay. The Chiefs finally come back to the Chiefs. I did pick the Chiefs. They won 41-14 over the Raiders. The Eagles I picked on the road against the Broncos, showing how bad the Broncos are. I don't care if they won a couple of games, you know. But the Eagles absolutely put 30 points on a Bronco defense that was supposedly coming in pretty good in the NFL. So the Packers shut out the Hawks. Um, The Saints... Man, the Saints have lost some tough games. This is a second game I think in a row they've lost by two points.
1: Trevor Simeon's their quarterback now, right? And I heard Jameis Winston's out for the year, which is that's a blow to them. Wow! So the
0: Chargers lose at home to the Vikings, who've been stinking all year. I mean, the Chargers are so weird. They start four and one, and then all of a sudden they're like they're gone. I mean, and they and I think they're five and five now. It's like. All of a sudden, they're a 500 team, and that division is like up for grabs now. First, they were ahead, then the Oakland Raiders had CSUL say, it, right? Then the Las Vegas. I the love the Las your, Vegas Raiders, Raiders of, of, of Oakland. Oakland, right? Yes. <laughs> the no, Las Vegas
1: it, it, it seems like nobody in the NFL wants to wants to run away with it. You know, Arizona was what, 8 0? And I mean, then they lose to the, the how Panthers? How in the world did they lose to the Panthers? and give up 34 points. Are you kidding me? Who's PJ Jackson? He started the game for the Panthers. Never heard of him. Cam Newton came in and made a couple nice plays. He's going to get the starting reps all week. Matt Rule's going to start him. But how does P.J. Jackson beat Arizona?
0: He must uh, wear pajamas.
1: That's why they uh, call him PJ, P.J. Jackson. Yeah, He's, he's from Pittsfield. <laughs> he's from Pittsfield. P.J. from Pittsfield. You're on the line.
0: Go ahead. Unbelievable. 445-4234. Four, 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 Before I forget, sometimes I forget our phone number. 413 413- Four four five four two three four, right here on WTBR Sports Talk. Sean Cronin, Robbie Zucker, here on our usual Tuesday. Nice day outside, a little cool, but uh, nevertheless, uh, you know it's this time of the year, so we're just waiting for the snowflakes to drop. But anyway, I
1: saw a snowflake when I was sitting in the truck waiting to come into the studio. Oh, well, I'm pretty you sure, I mean, it wasn't a person; it was an actual snowflake falling wow. from the sky. So,
0: <laughs> so my buddy Mike and I are going at it, you know, with the football picks and stuff, and like, you know, he's beating me so far. I've had a terrible year picking games, but I mean. How in the world did the Washington football team put it up against the Bucs? And you know what? I might have taken Washington because of all the injuries to the Bucks. And I figured, oh, you know, Brady will come back in the second half. They'll win. They're going away. And how bad were the Falcons yesterday? Three points against Dallas. Patriots
1: plays at, faced the Falcons on Thursday night this week.
0: So. And the worst game of the day, ladies and gentlemen, a 16-16 tie. Nobody wants this game between the Lions, okay? <laughs> And Pittsburgh. I mean, this was like a game when I was a kid, 17-17 overtime. The Cardinals and the Giants on a Monday night game, which was so bad. I they, mean, guys are fumbling all over the place. Nobody wants to win. And Detroit, they have a chance to win the game. Dan Campbell, who played for the Giants. I always say, once you're a Giant, you're always a Giant. Dan Campbell was a tight end for the Giants. You want to see him win his first game, right? The guy misses the field goal. And you he, he look like he stumbled, right? But right before he kicked, the ball goes wide to the right. Thank you, Scott Norwood. Comes <laughs> wide, wide right. And they don't, and it's a sixteen sixteen tie. If you're a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, you gotta be sick to your stomach. They have a chance to win the game with a field goal, and the tight end catches the ball and fumbles the ball again. I mean, you know, I just you can't make it up. You know, oh eight and one. There's a good record for you. And the fun thing is, we have to watch these guys on Thanksgiving again. Oh, it's isn't like it That's
1: a torture it's every a, year.
0: Cold water. The hell with cold water. Water torture. Sit a guy down, tie him up, and make
1: him watch the Detroit Lions for a couple of hours. There you go. I mean, speaking <sighs> of. Detroit Lions. How about Matthew Stafford, you know, out in L.A.? I mean, they got Matthew Stafford, they got Odell Beckham Jr., they signed uh, Von Miller, they traded for Von Miller, and they're turning into Waterworld, the 1995 bust with Kevin Kevin Costner. They're turning into a bust of Waterworld. I mean, you know, the 49ers own this team. And, you know, what the hell was Sean McDermott doing last night? Or Sean McVay, excuse me, going for a fake field goal. You know, take the points on right, the road. Right, right. You take the points. points right, I get San San Francisco's going to win that. They, they might just win that division.
0: I was so shocked when I saw the score and I flipped it on, and it was, what, it was like 31, to, what was it, 31-7 or something like that. It was ridiculous. I'm going, how the hell did the Rams get seven points against San Francisco? It's been awful. They've been terrible in games. They've lost at home. They've been terrible at home. They've been lousy on the road. They came in with, what, three wins? Jimmy. And the Rams come up with seven to seven to two. Now the Rams are seven to three. It's like, will somebody step up and be the best team in the NFL? I mean, the Rams lose, the Bucs lose. You know, it looks like Green Bay is really starting to get their thing together because now that Rodgers is back and their defense is playing really well, to me, they're the ons favorite. They're gonna get the home field, I think. And maybe this time they'll actually get to a Super Bowl because I think right now both the Packers defense and offense are clicking right now. They, I mean, they put out a defensive, you know. Clinic yesterday against a, not a great Seahawks team, but certainly a Seahawks team that could score some points, and they held him to no points yesterday, shut him out 17 nothing. So
1: As long as they keep uh, Jordan loves to fumble the ball, love, out of the quarterback position, and Aaron Rodgers can stay healthy, they should take the NFC. Exactly. Lambo Field is a tough place to play. In January, Lambeau Field. It was it was Bay. it was snowed there on Sunday. It's already colder than hell. It's there, already so, snowing. I think they have yeah. pre
0: snowed They just put it on the field to make it like real exciting. Like I think of John Facenda, the voice of God on the NFL films. The Green Bay Packers today took on the Dallas Cowboys in the ice bowl. You know, <laughs> people are sitting there freezing. their are <laughs> off. You know, like wearing like you know so many coats of, of it's uh, insane. You know, they're wearing like four thousand hats. We they did. got their faces strapped up with scarves and they're blow, you know blowing into their coffees and all that's coming out is white smoke. I mean it's, you
1: know. in, in 2007, a year I hate to talk about the Super Bowl, the Patriots and the Giants, you guys went into Lambeau Field when it was like, what, like negative 10 degrees outside, yep. you know, that was the year you knocked us off in the first Super Bowl, but man. That was your Giants went eight and eight and made the Super Bowl and beat the perfect Patriots. Actually,
0: no, they were nine and seven. Oh, they were nine, nine and seven. seven okay. Yeah,
1: let's not get them too mediocre. Okay,
0: well, no, yeah, it just goes to show you anything can happen in the playoffs.
1: Let's be honest. So, it looks like there's going to be a lot of looks like there's going to be a lot of five hundred. Well, nobody can go five hundred in the NFL anymore because they added that stupid extra game. But uh, it looks like there's going to be a lot of nine and eight teams. Pretty much, yeah. Like eight I don't, and nine, nine and eight, ten and seven. It's
0: so what do the Jets do next week do they play do they go back to Flacco do they go back to white Do they play the kid I mean
1: is wilton wilton is Wilson still <laughs> is, 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 is Wilson still hurt no
0: no he was he was warming up uh, in practice he was throwing some balls down the field I just think Play the kid.
1: You Let him play. Draft the kid number two overall play Let him
0: play. You just gave him twenty million dollars. Let him play. You're not gonna you know? prove
1: anything with the with, eighty uh, six year old Joe Flacco. <laughs> so you know, see <laughs> what you got. The season's a waste. You know, it's not a waste. It's the season you're not gonna make the playoffs. You draft the kid second overall. See what you have.
0: Are there questions now about Joe Douglas and his, uh, you know, uh, general managership? I don't know. He's only been there two years, and they've had injuries. I don't know if you have to give him a chance, but Robert Sala, defensively, he looks clueless, Robert Sala. Now he just shaved again, so he looks more like Mr. Clean. I mean, <laughs> you know, he's got to get some earrings there. And seriously, it's like, baboo! I mean, no, but seriously, the guy, I don't, you know, this team is so bad. I mean, Jets stands for, you know Jet Jets stands for? Just, just end, end this the season. season. Exactly. I mean, that's an old one, I guess, though. But, I mean... It, they look so bad in these games, and they're home, and they've given up 45 points, what, two weeks in a row? They give 54 points to the Patriots. Speaking of the Patriots, I mean, what can you say? I mean, they ripped the Browns yesterday. I mean, I couldn't believe the Browns were up 7 nothing. I'm like, oh, that's great, man, maybe I'll win this game, right? And the next thing you know, I mean, they're ripping the Browns for 24 points in the first half. Mac is doing a great job. They're putting him in a position to win. I told you, I told you at the beginning of the season who would be the best young rookie quarterback in this league, and I told you, Mac Jones. Comes out of a great program, a 4.0 grade point average. When you have a statistically, you know, a grade point average of 4.0, you're a pretty smart guy, okay? And he's been great on the field. And, and Belichick, as we said all the time, plans for teams, does his homework, doesn't listen to anything the other team says about strategy or anything. He just plans it out. And they played a great game yesterday. And their defense is getting better. And I told you like at the beginning of the year they weren't stopping the run. Now they're stopping the run. I mean Well,
1: the first drive they ran right through them. Yeah. You know, and they ran right down the field. And I said to my father, I'm like, this might be a long afternoon. Well, that's what I thought. I thought they could
0: run the ball against them. But but they picked But again, Belichick is great at making adjustments. When the Giants were in their heyday in the eighties, okay, when he was defensive coordinator of the Giants. They made great halftime adjustments. They always did. They said, okay, we're going to do something different. We're going to stunt different, or we're going to play this particular defense better, or we're going to drop certain guys back into coverage, whatever it was. We're going to play a nickel here, a dime package here. We're going to blitz here, whatever. They always made adjustments to win in the second half. That's what made Parcells and him so great together. And, uh, yeah, they've, you know.
1: Mac Jones, they're starting to take the training wheels off a little more every week. Exactly. You know, they, 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 they first started him out short passes, short passes, but coming into this, sun, this past Sunday, he led all rookie quarterbacks in completion percentage, touchdown passes, uh, Interceptions, like lack of interceptions. Right. You know, he led the league in a lot of categories.
0: Yep. If he's, on, I was gonna say, if he's on training wheels, that means like Wilson is on, like on a dolly or something, you know, like walking <laughs> the ground. Anyway, four one three four four five four two three four. Give us a call, Giant fans, Jet fans. Do we have a caller on? Looks like a little flash there. I couldn't see it, but uh, yes, give us a call if you want to talk sports with us. You can talk basketball, baseball. We'll talk about the winter meetings. And again. The Yankees, like, there's a possibility they've been going after Reynolds from Pittsburgh in a trade. I don't know who they have to give up, but he's a pretty good player. had good numbers last year, so, boy, everybody leaves the Pirates. As soon as you go to the Pirates, you're gone a couple of years later. Ben Charrington
1: at the general manager's meeting said he's enjoying rebuilding the Pirates. Oh, that's right. Ben
0: Charrington's there from Boston Red Sox, Rebuilding them from what?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how many first-round draft picks do you want to have? I mean, he, he trades everybody.
0: Yeah, they've been a franchise. You know, a few years ago, they, they won 106 games, I think, and you know, I've been lost in the first round. So I can't tell if the phone's flashing or not here. <laughs> I think I see a lightning flash light. There's a flash of light. Okay. A, fla- a flash of light. There might be a flash of light. Okay. Good morning, caller. Are you there? Hello? W. Hey. and Robbie. First time
2: hey. caller. First time <laughs> caller. Long time <laughs> listener. Ralph. How are you doing, brother? I don't know. You need a virgin on the program once in a while. Exactly. You know. <laughs> you, you know hey, hey, Sean, you mentioned about Waterworld. I tried to watch that movie a long time ago. I looked at Kevin Kevin Costner's face. He looked as sick as the, the movie was. I knew it wasn't going to work. It was
1: really a, what
2: a bomb! Oh and how god. much how much money did they spend on that, clunker? My goodness.
0: It was so bad. Oh my god.
1: Well, that's what the, that's what the Los Angeles Rams are turning into a bust.
2: You know, speaking of which, Odell Beckham's father um, uh, politicized the whole thing about his son not getting the football. He went on social media complaining on his son's behalf, and guess guess what? Not did he get he didn't get reprimanded. He didn't get uh you know n- nothing was done to him in a in a negative way. He actually got his son traded to a contender. How about that?
0: We we'll contender, yeah.
1: <laughs> Let's see, Marlon Brando. <laughs> I guess the Browns well, are. You know,
2: you had. You had Marlon in the back of the cab with uh, Charlie, and yeah, this right. kind of circumstance playing out there. <laughs> but, but, and, right. and, you, and you know, Robbie, you mentioned about Summer's retirement. Yeah, um, I, I like to call it a retirement to make it easy on
0: everybody, but right. I'd
2: like to tell you what it really he was. He got forced out. Uh,
0: he got forced out. It was
2: an ousting because you know he's over the hill. You know, he lost a little bit on his fastball, but he, you know, but the older uh, crowd that listens to the radio most most often. They they like to listen to Summers, not because he's so great with his sports. He's soothing. He makes you feel good. He's a good evening, time, listen, all these things.
0: Yeah, he doesn't take anything too seriously. And he's so, you know, it's funny about about Steve. I've been talking for 34 years. I mean, he's so self-deprivating. I mean, it's so funny when he knocks himself down all the time. And it's great. I mean, that's his personality. It's not his personality to be there, you know, and be an egomaniac and stuff like that. But he's just there. Yeah, he's, 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 a, he's a, like a friend. It's like talking to a friend, you know. And I was telling my mom, she's in town now. I said to mom, I said, you remember those days when I called him and I was living uh, next to Tuffle in Greenwich? And I would call him up at 2 o'clock in the morning and my mom would say, who the hell are you talking to at 2 a.m.? <laughs> Say Steve, you know, and yeah it's I had a lot of tears in my eyes yesterday listening because the last couple of days and I'm thinking about all these great callers that have called the fan over the years that are gone now, and people that are just were just fantastic callers and yeah, man, it was much different than it is um, probably on any other host on that show, and the fact they lasted thirty four years is unbelievable, Rob, and the thing is that yeah, they forced him out, they got some guy that they hired now, and I don't know who he is, and they have to bring in these young guys and stuff, and they and it's just you know, I don't know. It's a different. It's a different era now, man. It really is. It's much I, I get different. I can't be
2: sure of that. You know, I'm just yeah, I'm, I'm just hypothesizing. I'm not. I'm not sure that he got forced out, but well, I, I don't think he would. Why would he want to leave? Uh, he's, he no. doesn't do much other than watch sports. He doesn't. His wife. They 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 leave, They lead a very simple life yeah. over there in uh, Manhattan. Right. I mean, why? And he and he did his show right from his breakfast. His right, uh, breakfast He used to
0: sing. Exactly.
2: You know what's what's a better setup than that? Right. What, you know what's the what's the quit about?
0: Exactly. I was I used to sing. Uh, Won't you come on into my kitchen? You know, cause it's gonna well, be raining outdoors. You know, right, you we're
2: know. <laughs> and wash the dishes. And yeah, right. You, you there? Right. And, the, and the whole thing, but you know, I'm I'm sitting on hold and I'm listening to Francesca. Yeah, get on at the end of the program, <laughs> and Francesca is saying it's not about me, uh, Steve. And right, he's Trying right. to kind of throw it at Francesca, yep. you know, it accolades at Francesca, and he's saying, well, it's not not about me, it's Steve. It's about you, You're right? With Mike's voice, yeah. And he was right. You know, Steve gets is self deprecating to the point. You ever see when someone's that self deprecating? They're actually they want the accolades you right, see when right. they really go overboard in <laughs> saying oh shucks no no not me they really like the the uh, compliments and the um the re you know the 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 admission that people actually do enjoy them right, and all right. that. I, I believe that Steve enjoys that. Oh I yeah, really
0: absolutely. I, but I think that's his that's his whole shtick, his personality. Like he had Scizzi on yesterday. I remember I used to call you know twenty three year old and Eddie would be on. Eddie's still doing the morning show now with Boomer and Geo. I love when Geo does uh, his fantastic. He just like goes to the mic and breathes. He goes, Ugh. but but uh, the funny thing with with uh, with uh, with Steve is that. Yeah, he's so tongue in cheek about it. Anyway, Eddie was on yesterday at Schizari, and he used to go, The Eddie Schizari. And I used to go, Ed Mio, who are we talking about? You know, it was so funny. The first <laughs> thing he said was Ed Mio. So Steve used to go, All right, now, Rob, in your Marv Albert voice, please welcome Eddie Schizari. And I would do it, Marv Albert, and intro Eddie for the update. It's amazing how many years those guys, I interviewed the fan, geez, in the early 90s in the old Kaufman Astoria building, where it was like, Get smart. You have to go all the way downstairs, like you're Don Adams and stuff. It was just really funny. And I remember well, they,
2: invite, they invite. And, and um, hey, hey, Sean, I, I appreciate the phone call the other night. I was talking about some controversial subjects, and uh, Sean got on there and just yeah, and went right with me there. I appreciate that. You, but, got, a, you know, got a great you know, show, the, uh, Ralph. Whole, Enjoy
1: listening to you. Yeah.
2: What's that? I'm sorry.
1: I said you have a great show. I enjoyed listening to you.
2: Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad tonight. I want to. I want to run because I want to see you guys. I actually uh, spread the word about the program. I hope. Oh, thanks. A lot of my my uh, listeners are listening today because I know for a fact that when I say something is good, I don't usually say that because I'm so critical about everything. But when I say something is good, like your program, they listen thanks, to me. They listen. I, thank so you. Maybe you get some New York listeners. That wouldn't ordinarily know that you're on board there, and maybe they listen in today, I hope.
0: Yeah, but i got a nice I'm, call. I'm going to run it oh hey, up tonight, 8
2: o'clock. Yeah. I appreciate anybody that you know can turn up and put that radio on the old-fashioned way. Exactly. WPAT 930. Or actually, from your uh, neck of the woods, WPAT930AM.com. Right eight o'clock eight o'clock tonight. yeah it's a great show and I appreciate the time man it's always enjoyable talking to you thanks, guys thanks
0: Ralph you know I really enjoyed uh, the interview with the guy from the Letterman that was really cool man by the way I remember those guys you know
2: that 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 group the harmonies were oh, in- amazing. incredible amazing yeah I mean those guys were you know I know it's probably not the genre of music that most of the listeners really enjoy these days but Man, those guys were actually, they they were fantastic. They were
0: so clean-looking, too. They were so clean, you know? <laughs> they were squeaky. They were yeah, squeaky, squeaky clean, clean yeah. There. Thanks, buddy. You Cindy. hope okay, mom's all right. Take, take all right, buddy. Love you. Show. Talk to you bye. later. Okay, bye. That's uh, my buddy Ralph Romeo, that's right, he's always on there on WPAT, you can catch him at 8 o'clock tonight, and great show, bye, so you called in, that's awesome you called in, so, Break, anyway. Breaking
1: yeah. news, the Toronto Blue Jays have signed Jose Barrios to a 7-year, $131 million extension. Oh my the god. The pitcher they acquired from the Twins, so it's $18.7 million a year. Unbelievable. Which is, uh, it's not bad, considering what some, you know, it's you've you still got David Price is still making $36 million a year. You know, where, are, it's... where are the Yankees when a guy like Barrios is available? Like, what are the Yankees going to do about their
0: pitching? I mean, they got one starter, and that guy, we, we don't know what he's going to be now if he's the same guy. He's not the same guy that pitched in Houston, let's be honest. Whether it's spider tack or whether it's his hamstring or whether you know it's Scott, the fact that Scott Boris is his agent, I mean, I really don't know. But, I mean, who knows what you're going to get from Cole next year. So the Yankees have Cole and a bunch of question marks, so... I mean, they're looking at Starling Marte. Then I heard about trade from Reynolds, from Pittsburgh. I don't know what, what's up Cashman's sleeve yet, but all I know right now is the slow winter meetings at this point. I haven't seen much... So Barrios gets the you to throw $13 million at
1: Corey Kluber again. You know, oh, let, him, let him throw 80 innings for Oh, my for God. You. He
0: pitched a no-hitter, too. A I know he's such no-hitter. a joke
1: now in baseball. It is.
0: Anyway, so uh, we got a really great fundraiser up here and uh, uh, on Thursday. So I just want to do this. As Steve Summers used to say, LV? He used to do a live read. So he used to say, like, LV 34. That's what Steve had said. But anyway, 89.7 FM is proud to announce our third annual one-day. That's one-day on-air fundraiser. The event will take place on Thursday, November 18th, from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m., don't miss our guests, including dig- local dignitaries. I guess that's the local people on the, you know, around the government and your friends and neighbors from the community. There will be plenty of incentives. You can win uh restaurant gift certificates tickets to local cultural attractions and much much more and for each donation of 25 dollars or more you will be in the running to win a thanksgiving feast from kj nosh catering on tyler street in pittsfield i haven't thought about thanksgiving yet but i get to spend it with my mom which is nice so you can make your donation right now wtbr fm either online or you can come right down here at the station and make your donation don't miss the third annual one day on-air fundraiser live from 7 a.m in the morning to 6 p.m on thursday november 18th that's this thursday
1: uh, Thanksgiving's from, next week, isn't it?
0: Yeah, isn't that amazing? Crazy. to be tortured again to watch the Lions. So it's from 7 a.m. <laughs> to 6 p.m. only on 89.7 FM WTBR and all day live on the WTBR Facebook page. And uh, thank you for supporting your community community radio station for sports and a whole lot more right here on WTBR. We'll be back after these important messages. Hi, this
2: is Sean Sayre, executive director of PCTV. When Taconic High School was demolished, we could have lost this radio station. Instead, PCTV stepped in, built a new studio and transmitter, and gave the station new life. And now it's time to pay that back. Support this station today. Go to WTBRFM.com and click the Donate button. You won't be sorry. Pittsfield Community Radio thanks you for your support. Hello, Phil Tierney here, the host of Berkshire Jazz, where I play all the young tigers and old lions of jazz every Saturday evening from 8 to 10 on WTBR 89.7, Pittsfield Community Radio. Join me Saturday at 8. And if you know someone who likes and enjoys this great American classical music, tell them about us. Spread the word. Jazz is alive and well on WTBR 89.7. Thanks for listening.
0: like hard rock and heavy metal music well then join me here friday nights from eight to ten for wounded radio every friday night i play two hours of the best music on the planet from acdc to zz top and everything in between
1: this is gonna
0: be cool want to hear a song on wounded radio request it on the wounded radio facebook page and join me here friday nights at eight for wounded radio yeah
2: tired of the same old same old on the radio Hi, I'm Hannah. Each week, I search the archives for hidden gems from your favorite artists, plus all the latest releases and rock trivia. Please join me for Deep Cuts, Thursdays, four to six at 89.7 WTBR-FM.
1: 89.7 WTBR-FM Pittsfield. This
0: will send shockwaves around the world. Okay, alrighty, let's play some tunes. WTBR Sports Talk, right here. Sean Cronin, Robbie are on our usual slot, right here on uh, 89.7 WTBR. We talked about our great fundraiser that'll be from seven o'clock in the morning till six o'clock at night on oh, this Thursday. So please stop down at the station, make your contributions right at WTBR.com. So baseball winter meetings, not much going on. The baseball winter meetings. What's I mean? What are the Yankees going to do? What are the Red Sox going to do? Red Sox lose Erod now, so I'm assuming they're going to put uh, one of the kids up at the top of the rotation.
1: They they had Garrett Whitlock, who uh, I I again say thank you for him from uh, Brian Cashman, (laughs) who the other day said he didn't Uh, find those jokes funny. But, you know, he was brought up through the Yankees organization as a starter, but he was so dominant out of the bullpen last year. You know, and Tanner Houck, uh, Cora doesn't like him going through the order a third time, which I'm so sick and tired of that analytical
0: nonsense. We
1: all know it. I know it, too. And, uh, you know, Garrett Richards is a free agent who I wouldn't pay him $10 million again. Right. But I don't know. There's, you know, there's there's some options out there. There's there's a few guys that are going to be on the market. But the hot stove so far has been the cold stove. I
0: know. It's usually, you know, it's so much fun. Like the hot stove league. Well, what do you want? The hot stove league, they're in California. They should be in a cold weather city, right? I mean, it's so ridiculous. But... Uh... Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the Yankees are doing. There's been rumors about you know Correa coming to the Yankees. Do I really want Correa here, the cheater? Do I really want to see Correa play with the Yankees?
1: I think he's overrated. Will Yankee fans embrace him if they sign him? I mean, he's like one of the most hated yeah, the- players, you know, on that team. I know. I don't want him there. I don't want him there. I just what's he looking for though? I mean, they they they, they yeah, like you said before we started the show it said you know he rejected the eighteen point four million dollar qualifying offer, and the Astros also offered him five and one hundred and sixty. And he turned that down.
0: Five years ago. How how in the world can you turn down $160 million? I mean, how again, I'll, I'll say this a million times. How much money do you need to have a life of joy to play a child's game? I mean, it just makes no sense to me at all. It's just, I mean, what do you need? How much crap? How much houses? How many boats? How many vacations to Port of IATA on the love boat do you need? Honestly, it's like, it just blows my mind. You know, I'm not a millionaire, obviously. I'm not a rich guy, but it's like, it would be nice to be rich, but it's like, how much do you need? Like, in other words, how many material things do you need to satisfy your life? I mean, if you have a good living and you have a nice home and your wife is, a, you know, a, you know, in your relationship with your wife, you have a good, you know, kids and a family that's decent. I don't know how many damn houses you need how many things you need. How does that supply you with happiness? Playing baseball to me, you know. It's just like you've been with Houston, you've been with this team, you're part of the organization. You have come up from the minor leagues with your buddies and all this stuff, and they came up together, you know, with, with this, you know, pallet second base, and you know the other guys, uh, you know, that play for the for the team, and
1: Altuve, Altuve who comes up yeah. to about my yeah. waist, yeah. Right. And, 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 you and you know, so a couple of years ago, Bregman, their third baseman, Bregman Bregman, you, right. it gave him five years and a hundred. Now is Korea really twice? As valuable as I that, I think Bregman's a better player. I think player. Bregman's a better, Bregman much was better. Terrible in the postseason, though. Yeah, he was terrible in the postseason. But he's a much because they weren't banging trash cans. <laughs> you know, he didn't, and Altuve didn't have the buzzer on his shirt. And he didn't know what was coming. So you know, but I don't know. It's just the amount of money they're throwing around. They said Bogart's is going to opt out of the final after yeah, this season. That, three I mean. years and sixty million. He's going to opt out of that. What is you know how much does he want?
0: It's just ridiculous. The whole thing's. I mean, I remember when after the. Nationals won the World Series. They offered Rendon like $300 million or something. And he turned it down to go to the Angels. And he took less money to go to the Angels. Did he take less money or more money? I thought it was more. No, they gave him more money.
1: 239, I believe, over seven is what they they gave
0: gave him. They gave him more money. That's why he went. But it's like. Again, it's like you just came off a championship team. Why do you want to leave to go to the West Coast when nobody ever sees you? To go to the West Coast for a team that's a lousy team, despite all the money that Artie Marino has, who's a really you know, seems like a really nice guy and, you know, self made quadrillionaire, you know. But I mean, it's just like, I don't get it. It's like, why do you want to play on the West Coast? Okay, the weather's better, I understand than Washington, but you just won the World Series and now you're gonna leave.
1: They tore that team I apart, just, I don't didn't
0: they? Oh my God. I don't I mean, I don't understand trading Sir but why didn't you ever get rid of your shortstop? And, trade, trade Turner you and trade Trey Turner in that same trade.
1: That was bad. And then, and the
0: Dodgers have him for another year. And right. now they've decided if they're going to sign Corey Seager again. I guarantee you they're going to tie to Corey Seager. That's the guy I would want. You asked me who I'd want. Left-handed bat, pretty good fielder, young guy. Corey Seager would be my guy because he's a left-handed bat at Yankee Stadium. That, that's why I
1: would want him. And then move, but Glaber back over to the Keystone? Yeah, back to second base. Yeah.
0: <laughs> And even Glaber would be a good trade piece. I mean, I like Glaber. I don't think he's ever going to be the player that we saw when he hit 38 home runs with a juiced ball. Um, is he ever going to be a gold-glove second baseman? He could be a good second baseman for a long time, but he's got, he's got to become a much better contact guy. I mean, too many strike. I mean, this strike strikeouts so much. You know what's amazing? I was looking at his stat. Joe DiMaggio struck out 13 times in one season. 13. Wow. You get 13 strikeouts in a, in a half a ball game. And Joey Gallo, is he going to be back with the Yankees? What are they going to do with Joey Gallo?
1: He's still under contract the liners, for one okay. season. Oh, jeez. The wineries of Joey, Joey you know, Gallo. What about Anthony Rizzo? He wants to come back.
0: He's asking for, what, $21 million? How old is he now? 32, 33? I'm no, not sure. I think this that. is
1: his first yeah. free agency, though. Right, $21
0: million. You know what? I would resign him because his glove is so good. And he's gonna be better. He's gonna hit better than he did last
1: year, obviously, you know, after the trade, I think. Say that left handed porch right you know, the left handed batters at right field porch, man. That's I'd want him that I like him. He's a
0: leader in the clubhouse, he's got a world championship pedigree, he's won a championship, he's a gold glove first baseman. Please, LeMay was not a first baseman. If we could stop them with this, everybody can play first base. First base is not the hardest position, but you want a guy who can snag the ball and the ball's thrown in the dirt, okay?
1: LeMahieu had a pretty disappointing season. Oh, he was season. terrible. He got his it $100 was terrible. Million. Ugh.
0: You know what, though? I believe he was hurt all year. I really believe that that injury was, was there all season because he didn't look right. He's pulling the ball. He's trying to swing for the fences. He's not taking the ball the opposite way as much as he did. His contact level was terrible. His RBA driving, even driving the ball out for, for home runs. I mean, what, do you have 10 home runs? I think he had 26 two years ago. Yeah, he's, he's been a real disappointment. I know, these guys get the money and all of a sudden they disappoint. I don't think that's DJ. I think he'll be better this year. But again, and I've had this argument a million times with people on stations, ESPN Radio, The Fan in New York, a whole bunch of stations, about what a legitimate leadoff hitter is. Is it a guy that just hits 300 and gets on high base percentage? Or is it a guy that makes the defense nervous? Is it a guy that makes the pitcher nervous? Is it a guy that can go from first to third you know, on a single and really score some runs and manufacture them? That's the Yankees' problem. They cannot manufacture runs. It's like home run or bust. Strikeout. How many times do you watch him strike out this year? My God.
1: When the, and, yeah, when the Red Sox, crazy. when the Red Sox picked up Schwarber, uh, you know, at the trade deadline, he let off half the games. You know, the rest of the way down the stretch, I mean, he's not. He's not a fast guy. No, but he gets on base at like a four fifty on base percentage.
0: But it's so weird because you know you don't picture Kyle Schwarber going from first to third on a single. It's like Wade Boggs was the leadoff hitter, okay, for the Red Sox for a long time, right? And Wade Boggs was one of the great hitters I ever saw. Would hit like 340, 350 during the season. I mean, he was tremendous, but he wasn't a guy with speed and lead off. I mean, they weren't a team that had any type of speed at the top of their lineup. It was more of a sort of you know feast or famine. Sort of not. I wouldn't say feast or famine, but kind of a base to base type of team, you know. And it's just like. I don't understand baseball anymore. You throw a guy up there that's a DH at the top of a lineup who can't run to save his rear end. I just don't understand baseball anymore. From the analytics, to the ridiculous lineups, to the st- you know, stupid batting orders. I mean, it used to be when I was a kid, I knew who was playing at what position. I knew who was batting at a particular order, and who was going to be there every day. Now we sit guys down. It's just, it's it's... It just bothers me. But I miss,
1: I, no. I miss the Ricky Hendersons and the Johnny Damons. So I, I, yeah. I miss those those classic yeah, leadoff guys. Right. Johnny
0: but, Damon's about the last guy that the Yankees had as a legitimate guy with with leadoff, you know, prowess that could run. I don't know what the Yankees are doing for center field, but I've said this. I want to see the kids. The Yankees are the only organization that wins 90-plus games that doesn't build from within. The Red Sox Foundation is built from within. I know they added J.D. Martinez and so forth, but a lot of those guys came up with the system. The 2018, whether it was Mookie Betts or Bogars or any of those guys, came up Jackie Bradley, all came up through the system. Now they're all gone, you know, except for Bogey, obviously. But it's like, it would be so nice to see Anthony Volpe come up and play for the Yankees. They go, well, he's a year away. How do you know some of these guys wallow in the minors, they get to the majors and they have success because they're tired of being in the minor leagues, you know? And a guy like Esteban Florial, a guy with power, a guy with speed, a guy who can play center field, let's see him play. I mean, can we just actually put a team together built through the farm system? It's, it's not fun for me to see all these guys from other organizations come to the Yankees. It's just not as much fun. The core of the Yankees during the 90s were built by Buck and built by Stick. Whether it was Bernie Williams, any of those guys, whether it was Mariano, Pettit, Jeter, those guys, and Posada, those guys came up from the farm system. I'm telling you, it's so much better when you have guys that are built and there's a chemistry and a camaraderie that you can't find with all these free agents and all these signings from outside teams. It's just... You mentioned the
1: the, yeah. the Red Sox players came up through the system that are all gone. Yeah. Classic example now is Andrew Benatendi. Right. Had a bad year. Just read my mind. Had a bad year last year. Well, you know, It was an injury-shortened season on a shortened season because of COVID anyway, but what does he do this year? Puts up... Great numbers. It's 20 home runs for the the Royals. Wins his first gold glove. And What? what do the Red Sox get? Franchi Cordero who hit 189 in the Major Leagues. Wasn't he in but,
0: Greece, Frenchie Cordero?
1: <laughs> and then, so then they, they go,
0: dropout.
1: they're like, well, he's got potential. You know, he hit 300 in the minor leagues and 300 at-bats. I'm like, yeah, he's a career minor leaguer. That's the main piece we get back in the Benatendi trade. I
0: just don't understand why they give up on Benatendi. I love the guy. I mean, I really did. He can field. He can hit for power. I mean, I wanted the Yankees to have a left-handed bat. Yankees to could can field, can run. You know, just, they gave up on him too fast. And Jackie Bradley, you know, is never going to be a great hitter. But, man, he plays a better center fielder than probably anybody. And I don't even think that he was starting for the Brewers. He was kind of like a replacement guy. They for had Lorenzo a Kane out right, there Right, Lorenzo field. was playing yeah. center, exactly. So. There's
1: another leadoff hitter, Lorenzo
0: Cain. Yeah, exactly. There's another guy. I know. How good is their catcher on Kansas City, though, man, Perez? This guy. 48 like, home runs 48 this home year. 48 home runs, man. Jeez. I was thinking of I was thinking of Lorenzo because obviously played for the Royals before, their championship teams. But is Perez ever going to trade? Is he going to ask for a trade? Is he a free agent? I don't even know.
1: I don't know his contract. Status. I, mean, I don't even know his contract. He's what like thirty like four. I think he's yeah, thirty four. Like he's getting up there. 48 but home runs. 48 home runs.
0: It's just unbelievable. Yeah, he's he's a great player. He'll definitely be, I think, one day he'll be enshrined in Cooperstown. But uh, 413-445-4234, number to call here. We'd love to have you call here on WTBR Sports Talk. Robbie Zerger, Sean Cronin. We've got about 20 minutes left in the program. Um, a little bit NBA talk. The Knicks finally come back and beat lousy Indiana the other night. Don't even score 100 points. It's like, will the real Knicks please stand up? And it's just like, they're not as good defensively, you know? And uh, they just not my buddy Reggie Bullock, remember he had that crazy hair? He's oh, yeah. gone now, he's playing down south, and they signed Fournier, and if Fournier's not hitting threes, he's just not that good. And Kemba Walker, for all his, you know, twenty seven points, he just doesn't play defense. They don't guard the perimeter the way they did. And the three point shot has become ridiculous. When you have I'm looking at the stats the other night. When you have eleven foul shots made, okay, out of seventeen, and you have seventeen assists in a basketball game. That makes me think like a lot of guys are just dribbling down the court and taking shots. Seventeen assists, and they shot what was it, thirteen of thirty-eight from three. I mean, I you know I'm going to go on and be redundant. I obviously I mean I hate the three-pointer and people know that. I mean they all know that on all the stations I talk on and they people know how much I can't stand it. It's not so much shooting threes. It's when you shoot threes and why you shoot threes. And
1: They, they don't post up anymore. They don't oh my They, don't, God. they don't shoot There's in the paint. My, okay,
0: it, can anybody tell me 413-445-4234 why doesn't anybody post up in, in the NBA anymore? Why don't centers play center? I Maybe, can you have an explanation for this, Sean? Because I don't get it. I just, why doesn't anybody post?
1: I don't get it. You got all the centers now are shooting threes. Why? But why? I, I don't understand it. And then you said Fournier. The Celtics traded for him last year, and they said, oh, we got him for a sharpshooting. He goes 0 for 13 in his first game with the Celtics. I, I'm not
0: going to compare errors, but, I mean, Will Chamberlain averaged 50 points a game one year. 50! And he, there was no three-pointer back then. I mean, it's just... When I was playing in high school and when I was coaching, all right, the idea was to get the ball close to the basket. And when you have a center that can facilitate, it's much easier to facilitate weak side, strong side, guys cutting the basket from the top of the key when you have your back to the basket. I mean, I watch guys make careers of it. Adrian Danley made a career of backing his tuchus in to players. Look at the round mound of rebound. Look at Charles Barkley, too. All these guys posted up. And it was a beautiful thing when Kareem would get the ball or, you know, any of the centers that I watched growing up that it, it passed. Walton was the best passer ever. I'll tell you guys, the passing is unbelievable. These guys were amazing. I saw him at the Grateful Dead concert one time. He was on, he and Kevin McHale. But, I mean, Walton was the greatest passing center I think I ever watched. And it's like, it was so beautiful to watch him and Bird and DJ move without the ball, pass the ball, facilitate the ball through the post. All you see is f- five guys standing around. You might as well take three guys off the court because two guys are playing together. What I'm watching the other night. I'm watching the game. And the guy, f- <laughs> and I'm watching the Celtic game, okay? And they were playing, who they play the other night? They, they, they won the game in overtime, I think. Milwaukee. Milwaukee, okay? They're playing Milwaukee, and the guy is standing in the corner. And he's just standing there. And I'm going, why don't you go to the basket?
1: Right. <laughs> he's waiting. To get. the What to is take he three? doing? It's just standing it, there. It, it took them overtime to beat Milwaukee without Milwaukee's two best players yeah. also. So right. that just shows you how mediocre the Celtics are.
0: Yeah, exactly. What do, I mean, what did these guys do? What does an NBA coach do? What does he say? Go out and shoot 48 threes, guys. I mean, they, I mean the guys that I grew up watching, all the great – even UB Brown does commentary. And UB Brown has to be like, you know, I can't imagine, like, UB Brown just sitting there. He's talking about all these different things. I'm saying – what are you analyzing? There's nothing to analyze. All these guys do is they're chucking three-point bricks all over the
1: place. When you see the coach on the sideline, you know, with the whiteboard and the and the, and the the dry-erase marker, what's he doing, playing tic-tac-toe on that thing? <laughs> I mean, come on. What, seriously, because all they do is go out and shoot threes. It's a joke.
0: It's ridiculous. This was so funny last night, right? I get home with my mom. I was taking her out and doing some things. to You know, she's getting settled down. She's moving into a new place. And I come home. I record the Ranger game, which I thought was Monday night was actually Sunday night. I turned the game on. The game's recorded. And it says, New York Rangers, NHL Network, 12 o'clock till 3. I'm going. I'm losing my mind. I go, WTF? <laughs> How in the world? Who would put a game on a Monday afternoon when it's not even a holiday? This is too weird. Well, I find out that the game was on Sunday night. The game never recorded on Sunday night. It recorded Monday, Monday evening. And they won in a 7- The round shootout, which I hate the shootout, but it was actually kind of fun. I can't stand the shootout. But they beat the Devils, and um, it was just weird. I said to my mother, what's going on here? Why would they put a game on the afternoon? It turns out it didn't record at 7 o'clock on Sunday. It recorded on a you know, it was a game that was edited. So we're watching the game in the first period and suddenly there's five minutes left. So basically, the 20-minute period was like, you know, was like 10, not even 10 minutes and they just had a basically an edited version but it was an exciting game and they won. So so my Rangers are on a roll right now. I think they're 9-3-3 and and the Bruins are doing okay but uh, last night was the NHL um, uh, Hall of Fame inductions and uh, Doug Wilson, who I watched for years, was a fantastic defenseman. Uh, I think one year, I think he had 39 goals, I think one year. Like, uh, one of the one of the only defensemen to score that many goals, he was tremendous. And then they inducted him, they inducted Jerome McGinley. Uh, who was a tremendous player with Calgary, and then he went to the Bruins. It's funny every time they traded Jerome McGinley, we go to Colorado, the Bruins. They, they would never win with them. It was like there was like a curse with Jerome McGinley. It was really funny, but he gets in the Hall of Fame as a tremendous player. And then Kevin Lowe won six cups, uh, five with Edmonton, and of course, one with the Rangers in '94, which was like to me was the best feeling I ever had. In fact, when I talked to Steve Summers a couple of weeks ago, uh, as last week on the on the on his program, we had mentioned the night that the Rangers uh, beat the Devils and got into the finals. He kept playing Stefan Matos goal and that was my you know my favorite uh, obviously the best thing that ever happened to sports for me was watching the Rangers win the cup but um, but last night too. Kim St. Pierre, who's one of the greatest goaltenders who ever played uh, hockey in the Olympics, she got in. She had a wonderful speech, got a standing O and evidently it's probably going to be a professional women's hockey league, which I think would be great um, and there's a lot of women out there that want to play professional hockey, so I hope that, you know, comes to fruition that there actually is a, uh, a women's hockey league. And then Ken Holland, who built the great Detroit teams that won the Cup four cups, who's now the GM of Edmonton. He got in the Hall of Fame and uh, Marion Hosa, who's one of the Best two-way players I ever watched who uh, played. It was interesting with Marian Hossa. He got traded from the Atlanta Thrashers now, of course, that no longer exist now, And uh, he, which actually the Winnipeg Jets now. But he, uh, he got traded to Pittsburgh. He lost the cup final with Pittsburgh. Then he got to traded to Detroit, or he signed with Detroit. And then he lost the cup final from Detroit. From Pittsburgh, so he was on Pittsburgh. Lost to Detroit the following year. Went to Detroit, lost to Pittsburgh. Then he finally went to the Blackhawks the following year, and then won three Stanley Cups. So Marion Hosatug got inducted, and uh, so it was a great. It was great in Toronto last night. The NHL just does things right, you know. And it was a terrific evening. So I watched that. That was a lot of fun. But uh, anyway, four one three four four two four four five four two three four. I'm losing my mind here. Give us a call. We need some callers here this week. And uh, anyway,
1: you were speaking of shootouts. Yeah. You know, I had an idea about the NFL, you know, ties. Field goal kicking contest? Field goal <laughs> kicking contest. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. <laughs> why don't they, they take three guys off in the NBA in overtime? I mean, they do it in the NHL, you have a three-on-three. Three. Why not have a three-on-three three in the NBA? It would be so well, it's much like fun. like Ice
1: Cube's league, the big three, you know. It's crazy. Yeah. But it, 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 no sport should end in a tie. It it just it has so many ramifications for the playoffs.
0: I don't mind I don't mind it in the NHL because it was a point like the point system to me makes no sense anymore. They give you a point if you if at the end of the regulation each team gets a point and then the other team gets a point if they win it overtime or in the shootout. I don't know. I just it, it It was okay for me growing up, and I understand why they do it, because the fans are like, but what do you do in the NFL? And the NFL is now 10 minutes. What happened to a regular 15-minute period? Why did they reduce it to 10 minutes now, the overtime? It used to be a regular quarter, like right? Am I correct? I thought it was 15 minutes. No, it's 10 minutes now. It's 10 minutes now? Yeah, and it goes by too fast. It's 10 minutes. I always thought, this is so stupid. Why don't they just, you know, have it one period of football, and that's it, you know? And giving the team both chances, they never did that. Now they do that. Okay, it's fair, I guess. But, I mean... Yeah, it used to be, like, years ago, you would actually have, you know, a game where, you know, you would have a a team that would go 15 minutes, and if you didn't win, it was a tie, you know? So I don't get it. They've reduced it to 10 minutes now, which is really strange. It
1: doesn't matter for the Lions because they'll go
0: 0-16-1. But Uh, poor Dan Campbell. And you know what? They could have won that game. And I don't – Pittsburgh is just a really strange team. They're bizarre. They're back and forth and stuff. So anyway, so to give the Giants a chance Monday night against Tampa –
1: Where's the game? In Tampa? No. <laughs> okay. Tom Brady's, uh, what, he's, he, he's lost two in a row, I believe now. He lost before the bye, and then he lost last week. He's going to be pissed. <laughs> and and he, you don't want to get Tom Brady pissed, you know what I mean, folks? And he hates the Giants. We hate him. He's lost to him th- two, two Super Bowls. So, no, I don't give him a chance.
0: Yeah, I, I, I know. I always say that. You know what? I know like, Brady gets on my nerves, but I always say in the back of my mind, we beat him twice. And it's such a good feeling because that team, you know, was going to go 18 and what 19 and up, and we beat them. I mean, it's amazing how the Giants actually won that game. It blows my mind every time I see highlights of that Super Bowl. It amazes me how they only gave 14 points that whole game because they put pressure on them. They had a front four that could go up the middle and they could go after them. I mean, most teams they lay back and they go into that zone and you know, forget it. You know, that's what that's what happens, but uh. Anyway, so uh, we're going to tell you a little bit about the, our fundraiser. It's coming up, FM. Proud to announce our third annual one-day on-air fundraiser. The event will take place on Thursday, November 18th. That's this Thursday. From 7 a.m. to 6 p.m., don't miss our guests, including local dignitaries and your friends and neighbors from the community. So uh, there'll be kind of incentives you can win, including restaurant gift certificates and much more cultural attractions and much more. And for each donation of $25, you'll be able to be running for a win. A Thanksgiving feast from K.J. Nosh. That's an interesting name. K.J. Nosh Catering on Tyler Street in Pittsfield. You can make your donation right now at WTBRFM.com. So don't miss the third annual One Day On Air fundraiser this Thursday from 7 a.m. Are you going to be here at 7 (laughs) a.m.? Who's coming at 7? The the door's usually open at 9. Somebody's coming at 7. Uh, Probably the morning show, folks. So 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Thursday, November 18th from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Only on your station for sports and a whole lot more, WTBR 89.7. We're going to take a break, and we shall return with about 10 minutes left on Sports Talk. So give us a call, 413-445-4234. We shall return right after these important messages. Mexicans, Bigfoot, Koreans, Garbage Pail Kids. We got something for just about everybody. Hipsters, WTBR.
2: Hey, this is Mike Pezzo. Remember those tunes your parents told you to turn down? Better yet, remember those tunes your grandparents told your parents to turn down? Well, on Mike's Amazing Music and Oldies Show, you'll hear sometimes oldies, sometimes blues, sometimes local performers, and a lot of rock on Pritchard County's only rock station, 89.7 FM,
0: Pittsfield Community Radio, Thursdays at noon. Tune in and be entertained and educated. 89.7 WTBRFM Pittsfield. TBR Sports Talk, Sean Cronin, Robbie Zucker right here for another uh, eight minutes, seven minutes. I'm just looking at the clock, seven minutes uncounting. I feel like the James Bond film, you know, it's like five minutes uncounting. 1054 here, 413-445-4234. Give us a call out there. What's happened to our regular callers, man? Thank you to Ralph for calling us in and uh, tuning into Ralphie's show tonight at 8 o'clock on uh, WPAT in New York. Good show, man. Lots of, lots of good callers, lots of good discussion. A lot of politics, boy. A lot of politics on that show, let me tell you. But Let's go, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so next week, uh, big big weekend in the NFL, but a uh, lot of crazy upsets, man. I'll tell you, it's unpredictable. It really is unpredictable. And I don't know, man. I'm not going to lay bets down anymore. I've, I've had it, so i did I'm not, done.
1: I did not see the Patriots demolishing the Browns. To no, I picked the Browns. To seven. But, you know, Mac Jones, 19 out of 23, you know, Two, uh, 198 yards, three touchdowns, and he's starting to make the big throws. Look, he hit Kendrick Bourne in double coverage in the end zone on a beautiful throw. So that's and they got Matthew Judon, who's making a case for defensive player of the year. He's just disrupting, I and mean, he must have hit Baker 25 times. It seemed like at, at, the, at the end of the day, I think Baker Mayfield is is uh, overrated. He is.
0: You, you have to run the ball. You can't let Baker Mayfield throw a lot. Now you said in the first because I didn't see the game, but you said that. Uh, in the first quarter. I know. They went up 7 nothing. They're running the ball down the field. What happened with Chubb? I mean, they just stopped the run after that. because
1: Chubb was out with COVID.
0: Oh, Chubb is out? I forgot. Yeah, oh, geez.
1: The Chubb and Kareem Hunt were both
0: out. Oh, wow. Because Chubb was back last week. He had a big game against Cincinnati. He was out. He was out again. Jeez, yeah. You know, you can't keep up with this COVID list. I mean, this thing is unbelievable. It's just getting out of hand. I mean, we're back with the masks and stuff. We're back, you know, covering our faces. One-third of your face is shown. And it's like. Man, I don't know. Is this ever going to end? I just—it's just unbelievable. I mean, it just gets worse and worse. And it seems like it died off, and now we're coming back with cases and everything. And I'm getting a booster next week, so I'm going to get my booster shot. But I mean, it's just become insane. It Wear really a mask,
1: helps. and if you don't have one, share one with a friend. Right.
0: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you have these giant masks you can share. Right. You have couples that come in in both, you know, in one mask because they stand next to each other. <laughs> So where do you see where do you see the Red Sox going free agent wise uh, as far as like the right side of their infield is Bobby Doll back going to play first base are they going to resign Schwarber what are they doing about their you know their second base situation I mean
1: well I got Kike Hernandez who can, oh you Kike's going to play uh, he second, can play second I know he's an actual well, second base right yeah. uh, I, I'd like to see Schwarber back but you know his services are going to be highly uh, you know wanted because he had a career season. Uh, you know, JD Martinez opting back in to hit the final year of his deal, it's kind of like it's it's it'd be, a, it'd be a luxury to have both of those guys. And people say, Well, how do you have both of those guys in the lineup? Like, you know, JD can't play the outfield that well, Schwarber's just learning first base. Um, but it would be a nice problem to have. I would love to see them get Schwarber back. And I think with a full off season of working on playing first base, like Hanley Ramirez did, I think. You know, I think that he'd be fine over there. And he, he, he played on the
0: fly. So, do you put Bobby Dahl back in a trade package? Do you keep him? What do you do with Bobby Dahl back? Because Bobby Dahl got, backs pretty good. I mean, he's not he's not a great first baseman, but his numbers were better in the second half. Maybe, I mean,
1: maybe he could play second base. Perhaps. I mean, yeah. he came up as a third baseman. Why so. right, You were saying that
0: last week that he plays a better third base than he does first base. Obviously, you're not going to move Devers from third base. I think we talked about this last week. I mean, but I mean, pitching wise. You know, they seem to have a pretty good staff. You know, you get a healthy Chris Sale and then Hauk. Obviously, Erod's gone, but you still have
1: Evaldi. You know, yeah, I mean, it's got a pretty good staff. Better than the Yankees. Hopefully, they get rid of Mr. Frisbees, though. Mr. Frisbees. <laughs> Adam out of V. bro. Adam out i
0: I'm telling you, he's, he's gone, so they're going to get rid of him, you know. Unless they put a double zero like that in a tribute to Robert Parrish, but he wears zero. He's I think he's the only guy in the league that wears zero. I think so, too. He's from the Bronx. He's a New York boy, like me, so, I mean. Yeah. They, need,
1: they need to upgrade the, the back end of their bullpen, because that was kind of right. makeshift right. all year. I mean, they got Ryan Brazier, you know, he's heading. Ryan Brazier's pretty good. He is. Yeah. He got hit in the head with a line drive, which kind of, you know, in, in mid-April and down in, you know, rehabbing, which, you know, that caused him to not come up until late August, but he's... You know, he could throw he he was hitting 99 miles an hour in the playoffs.
0: He's a good pitcher. He's a guy they can keep for a long time. I don't know if he's a closer but he certainly has a mentality when he comes in. I mean, he pretty much gives you everything he's got. That's the thing. These guys come in throwing really hard and so forth, and it's like, okay, I'm only going to be there for an inning, so I might as well just wear it on my arm. That's one reason I think there's so many injuries in baseball, because these guys try to throw so hard. It's like years ago when I was a kid. It's like, you know, I think of a guy like Greg Maddox who would throw, on the average, maybe 93, 94 miles an hour, but would throw 95 pitches and throw a complete game. It's amazing. So, uh,
1: and can we please keep Matt Barnes the hell off my television <laughs> screen? <laughs> Guy's a disaster.
0: So the Yankee bullpen. I've been saying this that they should trade Chapman. He's making eighteen million. Britain they should get rid of. Britain should be gone. They should they should build through the farm system. I mean, I'm really, I'm just tired of the whole free agent signing guys for three hundred million dollars and stuff. And I don't know. My prediction is that I think Trevor Simeon would be a guy that he can sign. You don't have to give him as much money. Although coming off that season, you might have to. So, I don't know what the prediction is in New York. I really don't know what they're going to do. I know I think they'll resign Rizzo um I well, hope Marcus
1: it, I mean yeah that hit 48 home runs yeah, for the Blue man, Jays yeah, exactly unreal it's unbelievable
0: anyway folks another hour that is used up here on WTBR don't forget our fundraiser on the 18th from 7 o'clock in the morning till 6 o'clock thanks you to on Cronin again Sean thanks buddy as always we'll see you. we'll see you next Tuesday folks so until then go out and enjoy yourself stay safe go get vaccinated it's not that hard alright folks and uh Keep thinking good thoughts. Stay well. And thanks again. We'll see you next week on WTBR Sports Talk. All right. Go Mike White. Best music. Best
1: music. I love the music. music. Best music. 89.7 WTBR FM, Pittsfield, Massachusetts.